Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Welcome to the show. If you have been following me on Instagram for the last few weeks, I have discovered blender bombs and they are so good. What I have been doing is taking a um, one blender bomb and I have been putting a tablespoon of peanut butter on top and eating it as my post-workout. So good. If you know me, you know I don't really like to cook, don't really have time to cook. Everything that I do, I try to to eat healthy when I can, and I want it to be quick. So Blender Bombs is so quick, so good. I also made a smoothie with them a little while ago when I have a little bit more time, but just like taking one out of the package and putting peanut butter on them while I'm driving. Oh my God, it's so good. Anyway, so I have the creator of Blender Bombs today on the show, Helen Hall. At the end of the interview, you'll hear us. We're like, we weren't really sure on the details of the giveaway, but I have them for you now, and I will also put them in the show notes. So there are two different things that you receive for listening to the show. If you go to blenderbombs.com, I'll leave the link in the show notes and put in vision as the promo code, you will get 15% off of your order. Also, we are doing a giveaway. So when you listen to this podcast, all you have to do is take a screenshot and share it to your story on IG to be entered into a raffle to win a $20 gift card to Blender Bombs website. All you have to do is tag at Blender Bombs and at Lauren period Kubot to enter. We will be doing three giveaways. So you will get three Three people will get a $20 gift card to Blender Bombs website, and you will also get that 15% off in a separate purchase. So it is going to be just a fun little giveaway, super easy. You can totally do it. It's going to be awesome. But anyway, I would love to hear what you thought of this episode as well. If you leave a review, I would love you forever. It would be amazing. All right. Enjoy the conversation that I had with Helen. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. I am very excited. I've been talking about this next interviewee for a couple of weeks now. Her name is Helen Hall. And she is passionate about helping people achieve their health and wellness goals through food, mindset, and inspiration, which is why she founded Blender Bombs in 2017. With the help of her amazing team, Blender Bombs are now available to virtually everyone in the United States through Amazon, Whole Foods, Costco, Walmart, and dozens of other retailers. Soon after Blender Bombs found success, she went on to start Hustle Smoothie Bar, 8020 Market and Tipsy Spritzers. 
With each company, she has kept health and wellness as the forefront of their mission statements. Helen says, I want to be able to look back and know that my products impacted people in a positive way and made it easier for people to eat more plants. Welcome to the show, Helen. Thank you. That was like hit the nail on the head. Yay. It's just like somebody gave me your bio and I just read it. There we go. Love it. <laughs> so actually I was, um, I love podcasts. I listen to them every, every day. And I was like, just curious today. I was on my morning walk and I was like, I wonder if she's been on anybody else's podcast. I assume you had. And then I saw that you were on skinny confidential with Lauren Bostic. And I was like, no way. So I started listening to it, but I'm like, I didn't want like too many spoilers. So I had to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren is the shit. She is exactly what you think you're going to get. Yeah. So how did you meet her? So if you're not familiar skinny confidential, she does a show, a podcast show with her husband. They are always going back. They're bantering like crazy. And I absolutely love it. But how did you, um, meet her? We actually met in Charleston, um, when she was interviewing, God, what's that girl? The, the lady's name from Southern charm, Patricia. She was interviewing okay. Patricia. And I met her at Zero George, the hotel. Okay. And she had uh, used blender bombs before. Oh, so cool. Yes, we were able to make that connection. That's amazing. Patricia, is she the the elderly lady? Yeah, she's she's the matron, I guess. What's it called? Yeah. Yeah. She's the the mother figure of the family. (laughs) She's, She's somebody's mom. Yeah, she's Whitney's mom. Okay, Whitney, and he's a guy. And he is, yeah, he's a producer. I think oh, he's a, in the show. Okay. But he's so, also in the show. I don't really know. I've watched it just to, I don't know, like here and there, but you're like, aren't you best friends with Naomi? Yeah, that's my girl. That's your, okay. She's on Southern Charm. I'm not sure if I watched the one with her or not, but I feel, I, it seems like you're in with the Southern Charm crowd. I just don't know anything about the show. That's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> but Naomi is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life and the sweetest. Mm. Now, is she your business partner? She is an 80-20. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's exciting. But yeah. Everyone listening, go buy LaBay because her clothing line is the best. LaBay. Is it L-A-B-A-Y? Close. L-A-B-E-Y-E. B-E-Y-E. Okay. And it's mm-hmm. new. It's French. Um, I would say it's three years old. Oh, okay. So exciting. I'm always looking yeah. for new clothes. Well, like what kind of clothes? It's, it's like fast fashion, but she does a really good job buying and she like runs such a lean business. She models all of the clothes. Like she really runs a tight ship. That's one thing that I've learned a lot from her is keeping your overhead low. Mm, yeah. Cause her and dad who's now passed away, but her dad taught her like so much about business and She's taught me so much too, mm-hmm. but her dad is just like a brilliant, silent, but deadly, you know, businessman. Mm, yeah. I love and that. He's been spreading her wings and flying with what she learned from him. That's amazing. Cause not everybody has that role model in their life, you know? Yeah. No, most people don't. Yeah. Most people don't. So if you're not familiar, Naomi, we're talking about Southern charm. Um, 
from, so it's a Bravo show. So it is big here in Charleston. Um, and you might run into, I don't know, one of the celebrities <laughs> from there, if you're ever in the area. Um, okay. But I want to talk about you. So you created blender bombs and then you create all these other amazing businesses. How old were you when you started this and what was like the catalyst for all of this? I guess in 2017 is when I started blender bombs. I was 24, I think. Mm -hmm. And the catalyst for it was, you know, smoothies like changed my life. I used to be a binge eater and used to be 30 pounds heavier than I am now. And smoothies really were the only thing that helped control my sugar cravings and kept me full and like felt like a meal replacement. So I became a personal trainer and I started having my clients make smoothies and it just like took too long for them to make, you know, a, a fibrous smoothie. So instead of them having to add like chia seed, hemp seed, flaxseed, walnuts, pecans, dates, almonds, aloe, all those ingredients to their smoothies, I just rolled it up in a ball and gave them the ball to like the energy ball of all those things, the smoothie ingredients. And you just throw it in a blender with fruits, veggies, water, and ice. Mm. And that is how Blender Bomb started. That's so crazy. So was it like an instant like hit? I would say it definitely was an instant hit with my clients um, Mm. because it really made their lives a lot easier. And then Mm. their wives started wanting it. And then like I got some random DMs from people who wanted it. And at this point I had like 2000 followers on Instagram. And then one day my friend told me to start a Shopify website and just sell the blender bombs on there. So I did and orders started like rolling in. And then I would screenshot testimonials that I got and put them on my story and more orders started rolling in. So it definitely happened very organically, the growth. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So uh, listeners, like you are really, I don't know, I think in today's time, you're not supposed to talk about a woman's body, but I mean, it is what it is. Like you, you're super thin. Um, you look like you could be a model. You have these distinct features with you. I'm sure everybody always talks about like how beautiful you're your so eyebrows sweet. are. Like, <laughs> thank you. That's so you're, sweet. You're welcome. But I mean it. And I've had two so, nose jobs. <laughs> to, hey, it's whatever makes you feel good. You know, <laughs> honestly, whatever makes you feel good. I feel like there's this huge stigma around like changing anything that you might be insecure about. And really I'm like, if it, you're not hurting anybody and if it makes you feel better about yourself, go for it. I've had a boob job. I've been open about that. I feel more confident, you know, in my own skin. Did it, you know, was it the magic trick? No, absolutely not. But it definitely, um, helped me and I feel better and, um, it affects other areas of my life. But, um, what was it like? So you gained 30 pounds. Like, what was that from? Were you, was there a hormonal imbalance? Was it, what caused you to gain weight? And what was that like, that journey for you when you were 30 pounds heavier? It was honestly just, I didn't change really anything about my diet, except for I added alcohol into the picture and I completely stopped all forms of exercise. So growing up, I would eat like shit, but I was exercising constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, Sports were a really big part of my life. And then the second I added in alcohol and I took away consistent sleep and I took away exercise, like I just gained 30 pounds and it was a real struggle for me to lose it because 
I was never going to be as active as I was growing up. Like there's just no way doing two hour practices every night where you're busting your ass. Like, no. So I, it took me a while to figure out my, first of all, my like homeostasis body weight where I was eating enough to be full and I liked the way I looked and I didn't overeat and I didn't binge eat. And I just was totally happy and consistent. It took me like three years of trial and error to figure out that body weight feel. And I still have not stepped on a scale in probably two years now, like a little over two years. Wow. But, um, I just go off by the way that my clothes fit and the way that I feel. Um, and then I did like tons of yo-yo dieting to try and lose it, did vegan, did paleo, did keto. And I would lose some of it and then gain it back. And what worked for me, like what I finally settled on was having a blender bomb smoothie every day and then eating 80% plant-based. So you now I would eat regularly, but I always had a smoothie, like Monday through Friday, I had a smoothie. And then that my other meals were like mostly plant-based, but not entirely plant-based. Mm. And I how found did that you- that really helped that that helped you get over that hump and like how long would you say that it took you to gain that or lose the 30 pounds that you had gained Uh, I wish I had like a stone cold accurate answer but I would probably say around eight ish months Mm. eight to 12 months maybe Mm -hmm. was it frustrating for you when you were um used to looking and feeling a certain way and then having like extra weight. I, some people are open about that, but when you feel like, did you ever feel like, Oh, I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. Will I ever get to that point where I feel good again? Yeah, I definitely certainly didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel, I was happy. It didn't affect like my emotional state, Mm. but I just knew that I didn't put my clothes anymore and that sucked. It didn't stop me ever from like wearing a bikini or whatnot, but it did make me go out and buy new clothes, which I didn't like doing. It made me not it feel confident, as confident, you know, in a bikini or whatever as I was before. But it also did help me realize that, like, my identity was not in my body because mm-hmm. I, it didn't really change anything about my personality or my mental health. So mm-hmm. I am lucky with that. I say yeah. that, but I also did struggle with overeating for sure. Like I would eat past the point of being full constantly. Mm. Now I don't do that. And maybe there was a correlation there because I am super happy with where I am right now. Um, and I put in the work like mentally to get to where I am and overeating has never been a problem since. Mm. So maybe there is a correlation. I just hadn't thought about that really. Yeah. What you said, you haven't stepped on a scale in two years. Um, what, what's the reasoning behind that? And was there like a boundary that you had to put in place where you didn't feel the need that you had to weigh yourself every day? I just don't, I, I freaking hate numbers. Like mm. even with my businesses, I don't like looking at the P and L's. I just want to know that we're profitable and like, yeah. I want to know what areas are struggling so I can tweak those. And I want to make sure that we've broken even or made like a return on the investments that we've, you know, put in effort that month, mm. but I've never been a numbers girl. Um, even in this, even on the scale, like I definitely have seen where I weigh more and look better. And, 
but I've also seen where I weigh less and feel better. So I just, I'm over the scale. Like most (laughs) of the time the scales are wrong anyway. Yeah. I love that though, because, um, I talked to my listeners about this before. It's like, that is something that I struggle with. It's like, and it sets your day off either on this, um, on a good note, like you're gonna have a good day because you, you weigh less or it's like, oh, it's going to be a shitty day. I'm fat because I'm, you know, up two pounds and it's, it's not healthy. And, um, it does, it causes stress directly, you know, in the morning. And then that's probably what it is for me too. Like I don't want, and this is also not a good thing either sometimes, but like, I don't want to look at anything that's causing me stress. So when it comes to paying bills, like I have my assistant do that. Mm. When it comes to looking at the bank account, I have my administrative person send me a screenshot of the bank every morning. Like I don't even want to look into the bank account, but I do like, I'm just so averse to numbers because I don't ever want them to define me. Mm. Whether it's how much money or how little money I have in the bank or how big or how small my weight is, how little or how big we weren't did in sales that week. Like I just, I don't want numbers to ever define me. Yeah, that is, it's so interesting. I bet there's a lot of layers there that I'm, I'm going to circle back to. Um, but you mentioned, so you, you went to college? Mm-hmm. I'm in South Carolina. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I mean, you were just there to party, right? <laughs> I had fun. Um, so what did you go to school for? Fashion. Fashion. Okay. And then. And the state of South Carolina is not fashionable, so. So you graduate college and then you have this fashion degree. What was your, like, what was your ultimate goal? I always really liked textures and I was super creative. I was never analytical though. Like I would make the most amazing designs, but they would be stapled together. Like I didn't want to ever have to sew them because sewing took way too much time. Mm. So I would just staple them flip them inside out. I've always taken shortcuts. Um, I think that's why blender bombs work so well for me because you don't have to have all this licensing at first to start it. Like there was nothing stopping me from starting it. Whereas like tipsy spritzers took three years to get off the ground because it requires so much licensing because it's alcohol. Mm. But like blender bombs didn't require licensing at first. Um, cause I was just selling it out of my house. And so I was able to get creative and fashion is just as much design and colors and, you know, putting things together as is the CPG industry, which I'm in now is like branding and marketing and all that stuff. So I would say consumer package and what does CPG stand for? Yep. Consumer packaged goods. Okay. Hey guys, before we get back to the show, I wanted to remind you or if you haven't heard, tell you that I am taking clients one-on-one for coaching sessions. If you're wondering what this whole coaching thing is about, I'm going to just run through real quick what I help my clients work with. So the first time we meet, we go through your confidence level. I will assess you on your confidence level so we have a base of where you are and where you want to go. Then we will identify the barriers that are holding you back from the woman you want to be, the woman that you so desperately know that you can be. Some things that hold women back is poor self-esteem, the worry of what others are going to think, the judgment, what if I fail, 
all of those things I help you work through because I know firsthand what it feels like to be on the other side of those thoughts because I experienced those same things as well. We will meet via Zoom, so that means you can wear your jammies, have a glass of wine, whatever you do to make yourself feel comfortable, I want you to feel comfortable and have an open conversation with you. And after we talk, I will give you a workshop specific to the areas of need for you and for your goals and to help you become that person that you know you can be. If you're interested, all you have to do is go to the show notes and send an email to me, lkubatpt at gmail.com, and just say more coaching session details. Okay, back to the show. So you were, okay, you mentioned you were a personal trainer. So you're like, okay, fashion, there's, I don't see um, it going anywhere right now. So then you became a personal trainer. Yeah, I was like in between jobs and I just spending all my time learning about like the human body because I was so fascinated by it. Mm. But again, I would skim over anything analytical and like always look for shortcuts. Like Mm. what I live by is minimum amount of effort, but maximum amount of reward, which Mm. is why the 80-20 and Blenderbaum lifestyle is so key for me because it's so freaking easy. Like I don't have to count macros. I don't have to count calories. I don't have to look at my exercise watch every day. Like I have a freaking blender bomb smoothie at least once a day. And then for my other meals, I eat 80% plant-based and that's it. Mm. It's never, ever steered me wrong. So can you explain to the listeners if they've never heard of what 80, 20, and if they're like overthinking, well, like how many meals is, you know, would make up 80% of my diet for a week yeah. or whatever? How, how do you follow it? So if you're to think about all the foods that you consume in a week, as long as 80% of it is whole food, plant-based, you're good. So that mm. means fruits, vegetables, legumes, whole grains, nuts, seeds. Um, that, that, that's it. That's literally what whole food is. Mm-hmm. Anything from the earth. And then 20% else can be whatever, whatever, sugar or oil or dessert or chicken, whatever. Okay. So you count meat against you. And cheese. Okay. Meat and cheese. Okay. So more processed and because you're plant-based, um, there's just no fiber and cheese. There's no fiber in meat. Yes. That stuff gives you protein, but it doesn't keep you full. Mm -hmm. So you want the majority of your plate to be stuff that actually triggers those satiating hormones. Like that has fiber that keeps you full. Mm, Yeah. So for you, like, do you incorporate your 20% like during the week or on the weekends or like, do you already even think about that? You're like, I'm just going to live uh-huh. my life. And yeah, I don't, it never crosses my mind. Yeah. It's just natural to you now. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it took me three years, but like, I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. I'm so in tune with my body. It's not even funny. Mm. If you had asked me that three years ago, I would have laughed <laughs> like four what? years ago. Oh, yeah. So, okay, let's go into, and I love that you're so honest about this because we look at successful business owners and we look at all these like, you know, um, products and we're like, oh my gosh, they have to be like, not to say like, I don't know, I guess mathematically driven and they have to have all their numbers. And you're like, that is so not me. Like I look at numbers later, I kind of go off of like feeling and your creative aspect and you lead with that. And then you have people that will help you along that. And then look at the numbers when it is necessary. So let's go through. Okay. So you started selling these blender bombs on 
Shopify and then you started um, gaining traction and then like, what, what did that traction look like? And then how were you like, okay, I need to pull in, you know, help. I remember the first year that I was making them when it first like really caught wind. I spent no money on anything. Like I saved every single penny that I could, which is the best decision I ever made um, because I didn't understand how expensive it was to grow outside of Mm e-commerce. So like for Whole Foods or whatever, we had to give $70,000 for the product to them for free. And, you know, who's going to fund that? Like I had to pull from those, those first, that first year where it was just me, myself, that I saved every penny really honestly saved me from having to bring on investors. But then when I got to like $2,000 in sales a day, um, that's when I brought on my first hire and we still only have like four or five I guess five full-time employees, Mm. but our revenue has quadrupled, but our margins, like our, our, what we take home is smaller than what I took home the first year because we have to put so much money into retailers Mm. and payroll. And like, now we have to do shelf life testing and now we have to get the right licensing and we have attorney's fees and we have packaging like inventory that it's just crazy how much more expensive it is. I love if you want to be a legitimate business. Right. And I love how transparent you are because somebody can look you, you up on Instagram like, oh my gosh, she has so many followers and she has this huge overnight success, it sounds like. But honest, and then, but you're really transparent about like, I'm shelling out a shit ton of cash, you know, to make this work. And what you see is like a lot of work, a lot of investing, and hoping that, you know, you'll eventually have that return and those margins will be higher where your, your return is. Um, you know, comparable or higher than what you're putting out. But so $2,000 in revenue a day, like, were you just like shitting yourself? Uh, honestly, (laughs) not really. Really? No, because I knew it wasn't forever. Like I knew that, I mean, it is like, we've been doing that every day. If not, we've been doing more than that every day since then. But I didn't, it's like, I didn't even see it in my bank account because I knew it would be gone in a second. Like I could burn through that with business expenses that we have. Like our overhead is ridiculous. Yeah. With like the product and then probably insurance and then your payroll, marketing, ad spend. Like, yeah, it's insane. Mm, That's crazy. Like we're, we're breaking even, we're profitable every month, but not by like an astronomical. Some months it's, it's a good number. Some months it's not. Mm-hmm. This depends on the seasons. So when you say, okay, when you saw that money, like you're like, well, that's not really my money. Like when you were making 2000, when the very beginning, $2,000, I mean, I definitely or- did like go on the spending spree every now and then, mm-hmm. but it was out of my salary that I was taking, you know? Okay. And what we did, what we do with that money a lot of that money is we invested in opening the smoothie bar. So we spent about $250,000 on opening the smoothie bar, but that's because the smoothie bar has been open for three years 
and it's brought in almost $700,000 worth of revenue to blender bombs. So we've That's already crazy. broken even on that investment. So, so you, um, we've already profited off that investment, honestly. That's amazing. And that's, you said three years. Yeah. Okay. And we also invested in the RV, which was $70,000. And, but we were calculating, we were spending, you know, $2,000 a month on travel and hotel rooms when we were going and doing these pop-ups when we were going grassroots. And so we were able to pay that off over three years. That's incredible. Okay. So when you were like making these sales and you're like, okay, this is actually like a thing. Was there initial, like, like a big break you saw? And then you're like, oh, you know, all these sales were coming in. Was there anything in your, like in your story where you're like that, that helped us tremendously in the very beginning? Yeah. When, like when Naomi posted about her weight loss with the blender bombs, that absolutely helped so much. That was probably like, eight months into us starting the business. And I just remember, but I will say this, like that is because it was an authentic story. It was true. Like when influencers post about blender bombs, it doesn't do that. It's never done that unless it's an authentic story. Wow. And an authentic weight loss story. Like if an influencer just talks about how the blender bombs like are delicious and how they work, that doesn't do anything. It has to be a, it has to be like a true life's changing story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So you're doing well and then you're like, okay, I'm going to hire employees and we're going to scale this. Or what was that process like where you're like, okay, this has to turn into like, I need to hire somebody for packaging and we're going to go into all these major retail stores. So my ex is the one who handled a lot of the like operational side. I, again, like my brain doesn't work that way. I just handled the marketing. Um, but he's the one who kind of like figured out how to get us into re- Well, I got us into the retailers, but right. he would set it up. Mm. Yeah. So and, and like, what was your first retailer? Whole Foods. Oh my, and that's huge. Yeah. It's crazy. We're still with them. Oh my gosh. So what was that like when like, tell us about the process of getting into Whole Foods. Like you said, you had to give about, what was it? $70,000 worth of free product. Yeah. You what? have to give them a free fill. So instead of like um, paying for shelf space, like they used to do at a lot of grocery stores, you give them the first PO for free. Okay. Um, and then you have to pay like the distributor costs on top of that, which is another, I don't know, 15, 20%, something like that. But we had to go through two interviews in Austin and, you know, they have to approve all your packaging. They do a deep dive in your ingredients and they look at the spec sheets of all your ingredients to make sure they're approved. And then you have to roll out like a marketing plan with them. And so, for example, with Whole Foods, every time you use your 10% off Prime membership card, uh, we pay that 10%. Wow. Yeah. Which is worth it, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy. So w- did you already have the packaging um, ready to go? Yeah. Cause your packaging is beautiful. Um, I had, yeah, it's like, so the one I had was the original and um, it was a blender bomb. And what I did today, I didn't want to like a whole smoothie. So I just took it and I put like a tablespoon of peanut butter on it and ate it like a snack. And it's, it's so delicious and 
I do that too. Ah, it's a perfect snack. I agree completely. It is. It is so good. So what, okay. So the, the original, um, has like this bright yellow and like this almost like coral pinkish color. And, um, what was like the process behind the design? And do you feel like your fashion background helped you with that? So we actually used a designer, his name's Dan, and he presented us, like he had us fill out a bunch of words of what we wanted the brand to be. And then he designed several options for us. And we went to Instagram and we would like run polls about which directions they wanted us to go. Um, And we picked the version that Instagram didn't pick. Wow. Yeah. So we kind (laughs) of went against like the norm not Mm -hmm. that our packaging is abnormal but (laughs) yeah why is that why do you think you went against the grain uh because I liked I liked the packaging better that no one else like (laughs) you're like I'm gonna ask you guys what your thought is and I I might not go with that I'm gonna yeah I mean most of the time we could do go with what they want like if it's a flavor profile yes but I don't know. I just thought that the packaging was so simple and it could be changed. Then we're about to actually redo a lot of the packaging. Are you? Uh-huh. Updating and I can't but wait stay to stay tuned. Like, yes, I am so excited. It reminds me of like, so I'll, my husband hates when I do this. We'll go to a restaurant and then I'll ask like the waitress, like, well, what's your favorite? And then I like usually always pick the opposite thing that what she says and he's like why do you do that I'm like I don't know (laughs) we don't know I I don't know we're rebellious (laughs) we're rebellious I'm gonna ask you your opinion and then I'm gonna like disagree with your opinion for sure (laughs) um I did hear on the skinny confidential you guys chose which I thought this was so interesting you have 10 bombs in a package. Can you explain like the thought process to the listeners about that? So we encourage people to have the smoothie like or oatmeal bowl or whatever um, five days a week. So a 10 pack is a two week supply mm. just because of the balance, like 80, 20, you know, you don't, you don't ever want anyone to feel like they have to do something every single day. Cause then they'll burn out. Some people mm-hmm. only do it like three days a week and then it's a three week supply. You know, mm-hmm. the goal is to just add it to your routine and see how you feel. And if you like it, stick with it. If not adjust. Mm-hmm. I like that you're practicing what you're preaching. And there was like thought behind that, like follow the 80, 20, you know, you're not going to be perfect all the time. That's not sustainable. And, you know, here's the product and we encourage you to, you know, um, implemented in your life where it's something that you can sustain and it's not something like you have to do. Yeah. But we are actually going to switch it to like a six pack pouch for whole foods because we have found that for a first time purchase, $25 is a lot to ask Mm. of someone. Um, So we wanted to get the price down. So we have to like lower the amount of bombs in there. Okay. So you want to get it down to what? I don't even know. I don't even know. They, they, like they, Casey's dealing with that. So they come up with the number. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any control over what they sell the products for. Gotcha. Okay. And then, but you're in Walmart now. Is that comparable mm-hmm. to, is Walmart able to go way cheaper than Whole Foods? 
Yeah, they take smaller margins. I mean, they're the everyday low price EDLP. Right. Okay. So they just care about having trendy brands in there, making sure they get delivered on time and the sell through of it. So right now we're selling well in the big cities. We're not selling that well in suburbs or like, you know, not cities. Mm. Do you think that is because people in big cities are more like interested or more concerned about their overall health or what has been the feedback around that? Okay. And I also think that's who we market towards is like active, busy city folk, you know, who mm. don't have much time in their day um, because we are bootstrapped. Like we don't have outside investment, so we don't have big marketing dollars yet. Mm. And they're willing to spend people in the city. They're already paying a little bit more for housing and, um, you know, so they're looking for shortcuts and they're, a, they're willing to spend a few extra dollars if it saves them time. For sure. It sounds like, yeah. Um, okay. So, um, talk about, so now you have tipsy, which is a spritzer, which I have not tried yet, but I'm dying to try. How did that come in play? Actually, my business partner came up with the idea. She, we were on her boat and I used to have like really bad eczema all over my arm. Um, and she quickly learns that it was from canned beverages. And then as we started calling different co-packers to see like what else was in the cans that was triggering the eczema, we learned about Velcrin, which is a chemical that preserves the can. That's in majority of, you know, any sort of drink that's in a can, it probably has Velcrin in it. Um, and it's a neurotoxin, like it's not okay, but you don't have to disclose it on the ingredient label. I won't get into that, but the FDA doesn't regu- doesn't make you put it on an ingredient label, which is a problem. And so we had to find an alternative pasteurization route uh, so that we could have like alcohol in cans that we were able to drink that was non-toxic, that was, you know, preservative free. And that's kind of why we started it was because there wasn't any options in the cans. And Charleston, we like to go out on the boat. We need stuff in cans, right? Mm-hmm. But there wasn't really any option, any wine-based spritzers that didn't have Velcron in them. Mm. So when did you start this? Three years ago. So about the same time as Blender Bombs or like shortly after. A year later. Yeah. A year later. How were you able to like, was, did you, it feel overwhelming to be like building these two things at the same time? So there wasn't really much building to be done with Tipsy because it, we weren't able to find a co-packer. Like we didn't even do our first production run until August of 2021. Okay. Now it does feel a little overwhelming. But Blender Bombs is pretty much running on its own, but we've got so many internal changes happening this year. Um, so it does, it definitely does feel a little overwhelming right now, for sure. Mm. But it took you, so what, three years to get um, the tipsy um, canned drink out to consumers and through packaging yep. and everything? Yep. Okay, and because it is alcohol... Uh, was the process way different? Was there more challenges yep. that you faced than tip, uh, than blender bombs? Night and day. I mean, I was able to, I was able to launch blender bombs in like a week, truly, uh, <laughs> okay. but tipsy, we have to get licensing wine, you know, finding the right amount of wine, finding it organically grown grapes, finding organic juice, like finding monk fruit MV 55 instead of monk fruit MV 50. 
finding, you know, organic flavors instead of natural flavors, finding the right co-packers, figuring out how much we needed to order. Like for blender bumps, the co-packer does all the ingredient ordering. We mm-hmm. just tell them we want, you know, 2000 flavors of peanut butter and then they do all the ordering. Mm. But for the alcoholic, we had to do all the ordering. Mm. Was there any point like through that you're like with either of these brands where you're like, okay, this is not worth it. Or like, what the hell did I get myself into? No, no. Mm-mm. Okay. So you see, what is your vision for these two companies? So the long-term play with blender bombs is I want to expand the smoothie bar, which sells 80, 20, which sells blender bombs. And it's like, People, our customers are drawn to a smoothie bar. So like Mm. if you walk into a smoothie bar, you know what a smoothie is. So easy to convert them to become Blender Bombs customers. Mm. Um, Eventually, I will need to like, I want to be able to sell tipsy at the smoothie bar too, but there's a three-tier rule. So I would have to like sell my equity in one of the companies before I'm able to do that. Um, But that's like a long time away, I think. With a tipsy we want to launch some like liquor based skews and stuff like that mm. has um i don't know if you know who Lori harder is that she's creating light pink and she shares she's a podcaster i think her and lauren are friends or they've been on each other's show but um she's creating a yeah. seltzer and she just talks about like um like all the headache but she's also I guess, funding the business where she is having, um, I guess, all investors. Is that something you're doing or you're doing it all on your own? Yeah, no, we're self-funded. Every penny, like probably 50% of every penny that I made over the last two years, I put away for this project. Mm, That's amazing. I think that's so scary. And you're young. You're what, 27? I'm 28. 28. Okay. Uh, I want to circle back to where you um, mention like money and numbers. When you were younger, what, how was money viewed in your house? Uh, it was always tight. Like my mm. parents saved their money. We didn't spend it because my brothers are in disabilities and we've always had to like prepare for paying for his future whenever that time comes. Um, so we never really, we would go on two trips a year. We were always comfortable, but mm. I was never like buying anything fancy, mm. but I was super, super, super comfortable. You know, we got our presents on Christmas. We had our family vacations as needed, but I learned the value of a dollar and like not spending frivolously. And you know, there's been times recently where I have spent frivolously, mm. but I also feel like I do have a good pulse on um, when it's time to cut back and when I am able to like indulge a little bit. Mm. So do you feel like there's a little bit of fear because money was always tight that it'll eventually like go away? Or do you feel like you have to like hold on to I don't know, like, uh, like hold on to it and not invest or go off like the complete deep end and like, you know, invest way more than what you feel comfortable with or like to combat how you viewed money in your childhood or 
not so much. My fear is someone else controlling my time. Mm. And so if I was to sell, if I was like to be short on money for, you know, blender bombs or something like that, and we had to bring in a majority holder investor and they controlled my time. That's my fear. Mm. What do you mean by controlling Um, your time? Like how fast something would happen? No, like if, if someone was to come in and buy out 50, 51% of blender bombs, like they would basically own, they would own the company. They would be able to make decisions. They would be able to make decisions on where I spend my time if I'm employed by the company. Um, and that's kind of where that stems from. I also know that I'm perfectly happy living in an RV park. So if it came to a point where you know, the business needed $400,000 or whatever for a national launch with a Harris Teeter and Publix and Kroger and all this stuff, like I would sell my house before I brought on an investor. That is awesome. Yeah. So you have no, no like um, vision of you selling part of your business right now. Oh yeah, I do. I do. I do. You do. Um, Okay. Yeah. When the time comes, like when I can no longer like grow the company in the way that it needs to be grown, like when I've exhausted all my knowledge to grow this business and it's not working, then yeah, like let's bring on an investor Mm, for sure. Yeah. But I know that there's still a few more things that I want to do. And if the right opportunity presented itself and I could still like maintain a a part of it where I was able to do what I like to do, like product development, marketing, opening up smoothie bars, like pushing the product that way. Like I would do that all day Mm. because I know my strengths. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to see your smoothie bar? Like, do you have like locations in your mind? You're like, Oh my gosh, that would be like a dream come true. Uh, every city, I guess (laughs) the Southeast specifically. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. And you, you travel a lot for, for all of this, right? I'm sure with mm-hmm. both companies. Yeah. Um, who or what inspires you to like, keep going if you're having like a really crappy day? Oh my God. I don't even know. Mm. My, the people that I work with, like people that I work with work so hard, like they work their asses off. And I don't want to let them down. Mm. That's awesome. And they're all female, right? Or mostly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're all female. Are they friends or how how did you pick your your employees? Yeah, the majority of them are friends for sure. We've started hiring people outside of being my friends, but they're always like friends of friends. Does that ever get like I don't know, like fishy or like sketchy where you're like, ooh, I kind of want to say this, but also I don't want to ruin our friendship? No, not really. No. Sometimes I wish that I was more ballsy, but that's why I have like an HR person to help with that. Also, <laughs> heads up, my phone is on 1%, I just noticed. Oh, shizen. Okay. No, that's all right. What we're going to do is if you are listening, um, if you use the code vision, you will get 15% off of all Blender Bomb products. 
Um, and then also we are doing a giveaway. So when you listen to this podcast, I want you to take a screenshot and share it to your, um, IG story. So you can be entered into a raffle to win a $20 gift card to blender bombs website. Um, make sure you tag, uh, at blender bombs and myself to enter. Like we said, um, you, we are picking for the giveaway. I'm reading your, um, assistance notes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people that they said, but how many do you know? Do you, I guess I'll put, all the, <laughs> let's do, I don't know. We'll put the information in the show notes, which we nail that out. But, um, again, 15% off if you use the word vision, for Blender Bombs products and to receive the $20 gift card, you will tag Blender Bombs and myself and we will leave, I will leave all the information in the show notes so that by the time that this is released, you can win that giveaway. You guys, thank you, Helen, so much for um, joining in. I really um, appreciate you for being here and coming in from your car. (laughs) I know. I love it. I'm so excited. it. It was so good to talk to you. It's so good to talk to you. You guys, if you love this episode, make sure you take a screenshot, tag us, whether you uh, want to be in the giveaway or not. I would love to hear from you where you're listening, what your takeaways were. And remember, you got this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision, and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes, and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and remember to go after the life you want. Bye, guys. Bye.